Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. Today, we return to our 50th anniversary series. We have covered the entire Magic Kingdom from Main Street to Tomorrowland, and now we're going to cover the vacation kingdom of the world. We'll take a look at Disney's Contemporary Resort, which was a whole new operation as Disney had never been in the resort business before. We'll look at how this resort was designed and how it stood out from the conventional hotel of the day. We'll take a look at the original shops, restaurants, and recreational facilities that were part of this sprawling resort. This handbook offers insights that we don't seem to have from any other source. Those insights were shared with new cast members, most of whom had not only never seen a Disney theme park, but had never been to a Disney resort because there wasn't one. If you yearn for the Walt Disney World of yesteryear, or you just want to know what the this resort was like back in the early days um, of the of Walt Disney World, this is your podcast as we continue our efforts to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Make sure you check out DisneyAtPlay.com and subscribe while you're there. It's going to show you some some interesting diagrams and uh, images uh, taken from that time period. So um, that will help uh, in our conversation as we go through this. Now, chapter one is an interesting one. You'd think it was about Fort Wilderness because it says introduction to a pioneering venture. But it is about Disney's Contemporary Resort. In this publication, I'm going to read from the University of Walt Disney World. That's what they called the, uh, the Disney University back then. The Contemporary Resort Hotel, the first of Walt Disney World theme resorts, is one of the world's most exciting and unique hotels. So let me just stop here and say, um, you probably do not know that this was not the original name of the resort. The original name, and it had gone through, I think, uh, even efforts to create signage and publications under the name and so forth. But the original idea was to call it the Tempo Bay Resort. Uh, Tempo Bay being kind of an alliteration to Tampa Bay. And of course, to Tempo as in contemporary and Bay because it's sitting on Bay Lake. So Tempo Bay Resort was actually the original name that was offered. Roy O. Disney heard that and did not like the name. My guess is the reason we have the phrase Disney's Contemporary Resort is that from very early on as an operational you know, what kind of hotel will build a contemporary style hotel is probably what was happening. And so that contemporary hotel, that contemporary resort that we're building probably just became so familiar to Roy that he didn't really care for a, a unique name like Tempo Bay. Although I think that was a very cool name. Jointly designed by Wed Enterprises and Welton Beckett and Associates of Santa Monica, California, and constructed by U.S. Steel, Realty Development. The Contemporary Resort Hotel embodies some of the newest and most creative innovations in hotel design and construction. A modern 14-story A-frame high-rise building complemented by two garden annexes provides our guests with exciting adventures in living the Walt Disney World way. 
Let me just uh, reference a couple of things going on here in this paragraph. First off, we talk about the idea of Welton Beckett. Who is Welton Beckett? Well, he was an American modern architect and really designed a lot of buildings out west, particularly in the Los Angeles area. For instance, you may be familiar with the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion or the 13-story Capitol Records Building. These are very famous buildings that he created. Uh, the first mall I ever went to, the, the Christown Mall in Phoenix was one of those. My father worked out of the Valley National Bank building, which he also constructed. And so he, uh, um, and, and early on, they, they were friends of the Disneys. And by the way, the most important, the most interesting connection, I should talk about this, is that um, he and his uh, earlier partner, uh, built what was the Pan Pacific Auditorium. And the look and feel of that uh, entrance to the Pan Pacific is exactly what you see at the entrance to Disney's Hollywood Studios and Disney California Adventure. Uh, that auditorium was the big place you would go to do any event back in uh, the 1930s. And coincidentally, it was actually destroyed by fire the same year that Disney's Hollywood Studios opened up but he was that was one of his first major projects was the work that he had done on that and there's a, a famous story that is told where Walt was trying to get um, uh, I think it was Pereira and Luckman to design Disneyland originally and it was hard to conv convey what he was trying to do on Main Street and the other buildings he was trying to create and he finally went to Beckett and asked what his thoughts were. And, and Welton said, look, um, there's only, you're going to have to design these buildings. Only you can, you can um, uh, create what you are trying to create and you're going to have to come up with your own team. And that's really kind of where um, some of, uh, um, Disney Imagineering came from. He said, let me read the quote, no one can design Disneyland for you, Beckett told his friend. You have to do it yourself. So at any rate, um, they ended up hiring uh, studio artists and designers who became Imagineers to really do this. And eventually it comes back to utilizing architects and engineers as well. You can't, you can't avoid those important uh, concepts and ideas. But at any rate, Welton Bucket was brought in to do this resort and the Polynesian Resort. So th they play a very important role. And by the way, I'm so going down a rabbit hole here, but let me just say, if you're watching Andor and you see Coruscant, that city takes so many of its themes from mid-century modern architecture and from Welton Beckett. And so I just... I, uh, when, when, um, Cassian arrives in the beach town, I totally expected a contemporary resort in the background, but I will talk about Andor on another day, which you should be watching. So you better be watching that. Anyway, the other thing I was going to say is that it was a partnership with USS Steel. I probably talked about this in a previous podcast. Um, Disney 
got involved with them because of the unique way it was going to be um, created or constructed. And so their realty division got involved with them. As it turned out, one of the very last things Walt Disney did, or I'm sorry, Roy O. Disney did prior to his passing just after Walt Disney World uh, opened was actually buying uh, USS Steel's interest in that and taking over complete ownership of of the Disney resorts and that continues on to today. So this large 1,057 room hotel, that is that is a huge um, hotel to have that many rooms. It's much like a small city in that it provides service to our guests 24 hours a day. You will become a very important part of this hotel. Now they're talking, of course, again, to new Disney cast members. So this is who this is intended for. Um, to help you in your role of serving our guests, we have provided this guide for your information. We hope that it is of interest, but most important of all, we hope that you will find your part in our show rewarding and worthwhile. For you will be one of the most important factors in making our hotel truly unique. Chapter 2, The Outside Story. We began designing the Contemporary Hotel in 1966. A very modern contemporary A-frame structure was chosen as the ideal shape for the first of five major resort hotels to be built in Walt Disney World's five-year phase one. Um, by the way, Welton Beckett also designed the Asian and the Persian and the Venetian resort hotels. They just never were built. But his contract... And by the way, Welton Beckett walked the property. Uh, there's a picture of him and Marty Scalar walking where, and um, Hench, John Hench, walking... Um, the space where Cinderella Castle would be, and they're walking that. But actually, Welton Beckett passed away prior to uh, uh, prior to um, he passed away in January of 1969. So about two years prior to Walt Disney World opening. So he never actually saw the final thing. But at any rate. Um, the structure 14 stories high in height represents a newer than now look and of course required a newer than now construction method. United States Steel Corporation through their newly formed subsidiary company, U.S. Steel Realty Development, utilized a unique construction method in the building of this hotel. This method called unitized modular construction consisted of the formation of a superstructure of 13 steel trust A-frames, which reassembled a, resembled a honeycomb in its skeletal stage. Into the honeycomb, we fitted the individual guest rooms manufactured in a special plant located on the site. The rooms were formed on an assembly line, much like automobiles, at the rate of 15 per day. As the lightweight steel rooms passed through the construction plant, on their way to completion, the electrical, mechanical, and plumbing facilities were added to each room. After completion, the nine-ton story rooms, <laughs> the nine-ton rooms were placed on trucks. That should have been a sign that this was not going to. If anybody thought this was going to be easily just taken in and out, they, they were totally messed up. But nine-ton rooms were placed on trucks and transported to the Contemporary Resort Hotel site where each room was lifted into place by crane and fitted with steel frame. The structure was then covered by a specially designed sun-resistant glass called solar bronze. I had no idea. 
that solar bronze graced the original windows of Disney's Contemporary Resort. Have you experienced solar bronze? Anyway, that's uh, that's where that is. Now, chapter three goes into the inside story. The inside of the Contemporary Resort is as exciting as the outside. The central mall, called the Grand Canyon, is longer than a football field and has a ceiling height of nine stories. The main focus, just think you could play football in there, except the elevator would get in the way in the middle. But anyway, the main focal point of the mall is a mural of, Pueblo, of a Pueblo Indian village featuring natural, basic earth colors, which the Pueblos obtain from their environment. All costumes designed for the contemporary resort, hotel takes their cues from the colors used in the mural. Special horticultural designs have been used in the Grand Canyon to enhance and complement this natural outdoor look. So Mary Blair's uh, Grand uh, Canyon mural, uh, concourse mural, is not only dictates apparently the colors of, of the interior, but also of the cast member costumes themselves. The mural covers the exterior of the two central elevator shafts, the north shaft housing guest elevators, and the south shaft housing service elevators. The ground or lobby level contains the hotel personnel cafeteria, the main kitchen, the receiving areas, wardrobe, where costumes are issued and required if necessary, and the host and hostess locker rooms. A map of the lobby is located at the end of this section. On the west side of the main building, adjacent to the locker area, is a driveway guests may use on their way to the main reception area where they will be greeted and registered without leaving their cars. Within the main reception area are the elevators, escalators and elevators which provide access to the upper levels. Also in this area is the 14,000 square foot Sunshine State Exhibitorium. I have never heard this phrase before. The Sunshine State Exhibitorium. This area is used for conventions and just Disney Con Contemporary Resort Conference Space is what I always heard. And when not in use for this purpose, it can be converted into a... Oh my gosh. <laughs> and when not in use for this purpose, it can be converted into a swinging teenage nightclub featuring live band entertainment. That... That uh, that just takes me to a whole nother visual. It was the 1970s after all. The second level, called the Americas level, contains function rooms, which are all named after national parks such as the Yosemite Room, the Everglades Room. These rooms are used for meetings, parties, and special presentations. Also on this level are the two main ballrooms, the Ballroom of the Americas and the Grand Republic Ballroom. By the way, I gotta tell you, I don't know what the Sunshine State Exhibitorium is because I initially I thought they're talking about really the um, the Americas level, which I am very familiar with it. If you're taking the elevator from the lobby up to uh, the fourth floor, it's that third floor that you're kind of changing escalators on. Um, my guess, and I could be wrong on this, but my guess is the exhibitorium is what eventually becomes the big arcade. That is my guess as to what that is. Um, because I've never seen any major exhibit space. Of course, they built the convention um, uh, 
annex on the other side, the Fantasia uh, Conference Center, but I've never seen anything on the main floor. So I'm thinking that is what eventually becomes um, the uh, the game arcade, which was major and expansive. And I don't think is discussed. I could be wrong. We'll see as we go further along here. Third level houses the administrative offices for the hotels, as well as additional space for special function rooms. The fourth level is called the Grand Canyon Concourse, and it is here that the shops and most of the dining areas for our guests are located. Also on the Grand Canyon Concourse is a platform where guests may board the monorail. This 60-foot elevated beamway passes through the entire length of the contemporary hotel on its way to the Magic Kingdom, Polynesian Hotel, and the main gate complex. Guest rooms on the fifth through are on the fifth through the twelfth levels. There are four types of room plans available and the prices range, get ready for this, from $22 to $40. Actually by the time I got a brochure in 1974 they had already gone up to $50 whopping. Um, suites are located on the 13th level, and on the top level is the Top of the World restaurant, which features fine cuisine and entertainment. And there is a, and I have to put these in, there are these um, diagrams which actually show um, what everything looks like, and I am trying to study this, and... I can't quite, um, I can't quite make out, it may be, it may be that, um, I'm, wow, I have to look at this further. This is very interesting, but, um, you want to take a look at this as I put it on there and I need a magnifying glass because the words are so small, but it shows the exhibitorium in what seems to me kind of where Steakhouse 71 is, which again is where um, the, um, well, is that is that the case though? Is that really what's going on here? Um, I'm not sure, to be very honest. I'm not sure how this is looking. So I will come back to that. Um, but there is a, a, a a architectural plan of the lobby floor and then a longitudinal section of the tower building um, which also is fascinating it kind of has an epcot looking it looks like the longitudinal study for of the city of epcot um, in chapter four food the contemporary way dining is a pleasure for our guests for the contemporary resort hotel has much to offer in wide price ranges and varied menus Grand Canyon Terrace, this informal family-style restaurant located on the Grand Canyon Concourse specializes in continental food such as steaks and chops. Terrace Lounge, this cozy lounge decorated in the Grand Canyon theme, provides food and refreshments during most of the day and night. Live piano music adds to the intimate atmosphere. Terrace Coffee Shop, by the way, these are most of the ones you find on the fourth floor, um, but they have different names at the time. If our guests desire a quick and delicious meal served any time hour of the day, the Terrace Coffee Shop is place to go. Dress is informal and breakfast menu is available anytime. Then we get to the Pueblo Room. Sophisticated 
featuring sophisticated silver service and requiring formal evening attire, the Pueblo Room serves our guests during the dinner hours. The food preparation is done at the table to add to the guests' enjoyment. You know, stuff fun they, you know, put a fire to it, that type of thing. Monorail Bar and Club Car. The Monorail Bar and Club Car offers a beautiful view of Bay Lake so that our guests may watch the water activities while enjoying drinks, hors d'oeuvres, and canapes. Top of the World, commanding a breathtaking and panoramic view from the 14th floor, the Top of the World provides our guests with the ultimate in dining pleasure. With room for 312 guests, the Top of the World offers international cuisine and live entertainment. At varying hours, there is a family show, a dinner show, and a supper show. Sandbar, here guests may enjoy snacks and sandwiches poolside. And then there's another uh, diagram of the actual site plan um, shown here. Adventures for the shopper. That's, this is chapter five. No matter what our guest is shopping for, it is indeed a pleasurable experience in the Contemporary Resort Hotel. A modernistic shops are arranged in boutique fashion for the shopping ease of our guests. And for convenience, all the shops, except the Bay and Beach, are located on the Grand Canyon Plaza. First, the Contemporary Man. With the finest in quality and style, the uh, Contemporary Man offers a full line of men's haberdashery. Formal rentals and alternate alteration services are also available. Haberdashery, you just don't say that word enough these days. The Contemporary Woman. This specialty store has a wide range of selections for the discriminating woman ranging from cocktail dresses to active sportswear. Kingdom Jewels Limited, fashions in diamonds and gold, fine costume jewelry and exquisite timepieces are offered in, a, um, in addition. Hold on one moment here. Um, having a hard time turning the page of this uh, guide here. And it seems to be stuck, there we go. In addition, experienced jeweler is present to assist in selections and to make minor repairs. Fantasia Shop. This is interesting because Fantasia continues a theme in the um, Contemporary Resort. Located across the concourse from Kingdom Jewels Limited, it's a children's store containing primarily Disney-oriented toys and clothing. Most toys are found in this shop are especially designed for providing activities for children in restricted areas such as extended hotel stays. Um, now, by the way, the Fantasia shop is actually where the arcade currently is. That Fantasia shop that kind of runs in the center of the atrium, that, that was not there back in those days. The Spirit World was, and I'll tell you, the nothing, no title was better than the Spirit World. This liquor and gourmet food shop features beverages from around the world with complimentary gourmet food. Plaza Drugs and Sundries. These all ran together from the Fantasia shop to the Spirit World to the Plaza Drugs. The largest store in the Contemporary Resort Hotel, Plaza Drugs and Sundries, offers gifts, souvenirs, fresh flowers, a candy shop, film and camera accessories, and men and women toiletries. Then we have Bay and Beach. Located on the dock of the Contemporary Resort, it offers to bathers and mariners such dockside supplies as suntan oil, 
sunglasses, etc. Chapter 6, Special Guest Services. The Contemporary Resort Hotel guest has a wide variety of services available to him. One of the most innovative is the use of our centralized computer reservation system. When a guest arrives at Walt Disney World's main entrance complex and has made prior reservations, all that the guest needs to do is give the welcoming host or hostess his name. This information is relayed to the front desk of the Contemporary Resort where all guest registration documents have been pre-printed and are awaiting for the guest's arrival. After giving his name, the guest then drives to the hotel where he is personally greeted, um, quickly registered, and then guided to his room by a reception host or hostess. At the same time the guest registers, a folio is automatically set up, thus avoiding confusion in the billing process when it's time for checkout. Now, I um, I think this was a confusing text writ written. It, it, it almost suggests that the front desk of the Contemporary Resort was a place very separate from um, the hotel itself, and I don't think that was the case. Um, if a guest arrives at the main entrance complex and does not have a previous reservation, the reception host or hostess is able to quickly tell the guests what accommodations are available, either at Walt Disney World's resorts or, when completed, at the Motor Inn Plaza on Preview Boulevard. Never knew that that street was originally called Preview Boulevard, where the Preview Center was. Um, it's still there today. This instant information is provided by the computer, and after making his choice, the guest may follow the same check-in procedure as the pre-registered guests. In addition to these instant lodging services, the computer will be able to make recreation activities reservations, dining reservations, reserve golf start times, review entertainment activity, and even make car rentals all in a few seconds. Once the guest has arrived at the Contemporary Resort Hotel and parked, he has no further need for his automobile. Transportation is never a problem, for our guests have three modes from which to choose. The silent, all-electric monorail, open-air trams, or waterborne launches. This modern transportation... Notice that buses are not included here. This modern transportation system allows the guests easy access to the Magic Kingdom, to the Polynesian Resort, to the Tri-Circle D Ranch, or to anywhere else uh, they would like to go in Walt Disney World. On the first level, near the reception area, ticket booths have been provided for the guests so they may obtain Magic Kingdom books and tickets for the various recreational activities. For the guests convenient, the Contemporary Resort Hotel offers the American Beauty Shop for women, a men's barber shop called the Yankee Clipper, and the Olympiad Gentlemen's Health Club, which offers sauna, gym, and swirling baths. All these shops are found on the third level. Another unique service found to our guests is six days a week valet service. Walt Disney World's own laundry. So uh, this is interesting. Six days a week valet service. So what happened on the seventh day if you wanted your car? Walt Disney World's own laundry, located in the North Service area, provides same-day service. If our guests have pets, kennel facilities are available at the Calcan Kennel. Calcan was a dog food back then in the day, located at the main entrance complex. 
the charge is 50 cents a day, which includes a Calcan meal. That's a great bargain. Should our guests require service for their automobiles at some time during their stay with us, the Gulf Car Care Center, located at the entrance to Walt Disney World, is equipped to change the oil, fix a flat, give a tune-up, fix, fill the gas tank, or make a minor repair. Facilities. The Contemporary Resort offers a 3,500-square-foot, nine-hole putting green, which can be used for open play and organized tournaments. A cyclery shop, volleyball courts, shuffleboard, horseshoe pits, croquet courts, tennis, children's play apparatus, and a spray pool. There are two other pools, one for teenagers and one for adults. The um, I guess children don't have a pool. I don't know what the thing is there, but the site plan at the end of this section will help you in locating these facilities. And I dare say, um, well, I will look for that, but I could tell you right now, um, from what little I know about the opening days of this place, there was no, um, uh, there was no nine-hole golf course. Now, of course, Magnolia and the Palm were quickly um, uh, added into the mix, but um, I'm not. They they seem a little ambitious in their description of all these things. Um, any rate, programs, tennis. There are four lighted courts together with the pro shop at the Contemporary. Tournaments and professional instruction will be available as well as open play. Cyclery. Bicycles are available at the equipment facility near the marina. Two types of programs are offered on five miles of bicycle paths, non-structured riding, and structured tour programs. Prices for these programs are $1 per hour for a single bike and two hours, $2 per hour for a tandem. Children and youth package programs. The children program, 6 to 9 years of age, and the youth program, 10 to 13 years of age, will have, uh, do, 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 hold on one moment, please, have two-hour and four-hour programs with the four-hour program including lunch. The cost is $1 per hour. Um, I would love to drop off um, my children at a $1 per hour daycare center. There is also a play school for three, four, and five-year-olds, which utilizes educational toys and equipment. Babysitting services are available on request. Inclement pro weather program. This program will provide activities for the hotel guests when outdoor recreational activities are not available because of inclement weather conditions. The program will offer a variety of education, social, and recreational programs designed for the various ages and interests of the Walt Disney World guests. Programs will consist of specialized classes that include lectures, demonstrations, exhibits, clinics, and motion pictures. After hours program, a series of special events are planned on a regular basis. Uh, to ensure the hotel guests of another unique recreational experience during the evening hours. So now that I have uh, read through what was the handbook, let's look at the visuals that were included in the handbook as well, because they really are very fascinating in terms of being able to understand how this thing was all laid out and how it looked and everything. And um, that is available at disneyatplay.com if you want to take a look at those. You'll see um, the uh, 
a couple of things that we talked about. The Sunshine State Exhibitorium that I had never heard of was actually what eventually became the Fiesta Fun Center Arcade, which is now Steakhouse 71. Well, after it became the Wave and then it became Steakhouse 71. So that is that is what um, was really the Sunshine State Exhibitorium and what would have been a nightclub for teenagers. Never heard that. Never heard that described. When you look at that particular map, you'll see actually that the lobby, um, the wall of the lobby are about the place where you get on elevators or the escalators. There's a wall behind that, and that really cuts you off from half of that main floor. The half of that main floor really shows the employee cafeteria, uh, the kitchen area, the men's, women's locker rooms, uh, linen rooms, trash rooms, uniform um, or costume issue, all those kinds of things were are part of that uh, side of the, and it's a very different world from what the pristine, clean look. It's actually a very, well, last I was there, it was a very cluttered look compared to the pristine look of the lobby, but that's what's on that level on that side. Also, if you take a look at, um, the overarching um, resort layout diagram, you'll see that um, it's pretty much laid out as you see it today with recognition given to the fact that that the Bayside uh, North uh, Annex was removed for DVC, um, Bay Lake Towers. So that's all gone. And, and there was a spray pool that was part of that at that time. That's uh, I don't know what's there right now, but I don't think there's a, a water play area anymore there. You see the tennis courts, you see the shuffleboard courts, courts and the volleyball courts. You don't see no nine-hole um, golf course. And I think that's because they're really... Well, they actually, I should say, there are croquet courts and a putting green um, that is shown there that's on the one side of the south... Bayside South Annex, but I've never seen anybody practicing their putt on that corner. It's right there where Bay Lake is, so it's it, it's kind of a strange one. Anyway, those um, that site plan will kind of give you a sense of how they originally looked at it. It was really, it still remains today, an amazing resort, and uh, and really a defining. Uh, one of the defining symbols of Walt Disney World, the idea of a monorail going through, we just take that so for granted that there's this monorail running through the heart of it and so forth. Um, it really is a cherished piece and part of Walt Disney World and brand new concept. A lot of the filming that took place during the promotional um, pieces and reviews of Walt Disney World came from the contemporary because people were blown away by that monorail coming out. David Brinkley gives one of the most glowing uh, reviews of Walt Disney World and talks about how it truly is a um, prototype for the future. And uh, anyway, it's uh, it's fascinating to see what it looked like and and to imagine what it would have been like to have been. A, a cast member, a new cast member, taking on this resort hotel and being a part of, of that at that time. Fascinating period and a fascinating resort. 
Well, that does it for this Disney at Play podcast. We thank you for joining us. And we remind you that our Patreon group, the Wayfinder Society, is something you ought to reach out to to connect with because there's some really great interactive tools and uh, experiences for you. So when you have a chance, connect with that. And remember that wherever you are, always follow the compass of your heart. We hope that you have a great day. We'll see you real soon. Thank you.